You are listening to No PC Allowed, a.k.a. No Political Correctness Allowed. And I am Mac Iverson. Think of your phone or your car. If you use it in a way that contradicts what it was created for, it may last for a while, but it will eventually break. And same is true for us. We may survive for a while, but we eventually break when we live in contradiction to our God-given design. There is nothing in God's plan that contradicts our intense and never-ending desire for happiness. Thomas Jefferson called it life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Do you notice the negativity in that sentence? Happiness is not guaranteed, but it is if you're walking your Christian walk correctly by living narrowly in God's righteousness, not broadly in our own sin. In the following moments, we will examine why we must fully express the Christmas holiday, not in a lukewarm fashion, but enthusiastically and aggressively. First, why even celebrate Christmas? None of Christ's birth makes any sense until we understand the horror of sin. Sorry, folks, but we're stuck with this reality. The arrogant with their haughty eyes don't understand this, but sin are all the multitude of things in the Bible which counters God's design for us. When we disobey, as we often do, we break God's heart. For example, we know the right thing according to the Bible, but we often don't do it. We may not even fully understand why. That is sin. Adam and Eve were supposed to live forever. Their free will caused them to die. We all inherited their deep-rooted character flaw. That's why we die. The wages of sin is death. So unless we understand that bad news, the good news of Christmas means nothing. The good news is that because he was born, he chose to die to set us all free so that we may live again forever in paradise. The reason for the season is Jesus, and it is our full joy and pleasure to celebrate it every single day to make it Christmas morning again every day for all of us. That's the meaning of Christmas. And if that is so powerful, and it is, then pushing the full expression of that joy is vital to enjoying being a Christian. Christians should not be naive, but we should rejoice in the innocence of being lambs of God. We need to be lions, but we should also enjoy being lambs of God. Not haughty, proud, and arrogant like all those gangsters in the deep state mafia. Just 20 years ago, more than 90% of American homes celebrated Christmas. But through out-of-control, illegal, and legal immigration, those numbers are way down. Think of the 170 countries pouring across our raised border and watering down America almost every single minute of every single day. And this woke Suicidal insanity is perfectly fine with the massive infrastructural pressure that is being exponentially increased. The sole purpose of the deep state is to massacre the USA and to elevate the sickest and the stupidest lowlife imaginable to positions of permanent power. Just take a look around. The hatred of all things Christmas and Christian is unrelenting. Democrat, woke-washed morons will never admit this as a problem 
even though it stares everyone in the face. First, they deny it. Second, they quickly claim it's no big deal anyway when finally faced with the proof of the overwhelming bias against Christmas and Christianity. This is what Christians should be fighting against every single day. But first and foremost, we must have a powerful, overwhelming vision for our beliefs. Without vision, a people perish. Being reactionary against a ton of really stupid liberal ideas will only get us so far. The sheer volume of liberal idiotologies is so vast that our side could spend an eternity just playing defense. But no game or war, cultural or otherwise, has ever been won by just playing defense. We must play offense by being offensive which means being blatantly and painfully honest and at all times. What does it mean to fully express Christmas? And why is that so important today? Believe it or not, one of the sassiest, most rebellious, most enduring Christmas carols is the 12 Days of Christmas. That song is full of deep meaning but disguised as nonsense. Here's the story, and I promise I won't drive you crazy by trying to sing that song. It was written during the Catholic persecution in England in the 16th century as a code for children to learn their catechism without getting arrested. If the offense of worship was perceived strong enough, they were hanged or drawn and quartered, believe it or not. The partridge in a pear tree stands for the living Jesus Christ. The two turtle doves stand for the Old and New Testaments. The three French hens stand for faith, hope, and love, with love being the greatest or goat. The four calling birds stand for the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The five golden rings stand for the first five books of the Old Testament. The six geese elaine stand for the six days of creation. The seven swans of swimming stand for the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. Eight maids of milking stand for the eight beatitudes, being poor, mournful, meek, hungry, merciful, clean of heart, a peacemaker, and persecuted. Nine ladies dancing stands for the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The ten lords leaping are the ten commandments. The eleven pipers piping stand for the eleven faithful apostles. And finally, the twelve drummers drumming symbolize the twelve points of doctrine in the Apostles' Creed. Again, profoundly deep meaning hidden inside a nonsense song. And the point to emphasize here is that Christians have been, like the Jews, persecuted since the beginning. That catechism had to be hidden from the anti-Catholic authorities in England, or else adults and children could face the same severe punishments, including torture and death. Just like in present-day communist fascist China, these Christians had to hide just to survive. Some things never change. They were a secret society. And America was created from Christians wishing to escape this anti-Christian tyranny. But today, these dark spirits have returned to haunt the United States and to bully and cajole the faithful into becoming frightfully fearful. Woke is the tyrant and bully of the good and of God, but God will not be mocked, nor can he be defeated.
Jesus is the reason for the season, but more important, it's not just Jesus, but Christ in conjunction with his teachings, which cannot ever be separated from the Holy Bible, both New and Old Testaments. Many false prophets have tried to segregate Jesus from the Holy Bible. We must never fall for this. That means the Bride of Christ or the Church must teach the actual truth from the Bible and not engage in what is known in Texas as longhorn preaching, meaning the preacher man has a point here, and he has another point way over there, and with a whole lot of bull in between. Longhorn preaching. The red-letter dilemma is for Jesus was merely a great teacher crowd to reconcile the red letters in the Bible or the actual words of Jesus from their actual context written in the Old Testament. In other words, red-letter text without context is merely pretext. So these red-letter Christians remain very shallow and stunted in their understanding of God's Word, and therefore unprepared for the cruelty of this world, and especially that extreme cruelty which is about to visit America in spades, and in the very near future. And it's too late. Open borders is the most dangerous, most destructive policy ever devised by any enemy of the United States. It comes from Satan and his demons. It wicks down to communist fascist China and then wicks down further to the Silicon Valley and Davos billionaire henchmen mafiosos like the Soros crime family, Bill Gates, Jeff Zuckerberg, etc. And it continues down this trek to the relatively low players in this pyramid scam of corruption to Vice President Brandon, Mayorkas, Garland, and Ray, and nutty Nancy Pelosi, and many, many others. Tens of thousands of others. All corrupted by Satan, his demons, and the Chicoms. Christianity is a religion of love and peace. But more important, it is a religion of truth. It does not lie. Unlike Islam, which is a religion of lies. In fact, I think Islam was an answer to Christianity. Just like communist fascist China was an answer to the formation of modern Israel. Israel was formed in 1948. Just one year later, Mao's dung took over mainland China. Satan always needs to compete with God. And Satan always falls far short of God. In fact... He is an evil, false god. It's the little things about Christmas that are not so little and are very important. The music, the parties, the Santa ringing the bell in front of shops, and yes, even in the commercialism as expressed in gaiety and good-naturedness and having innocent fun because commercialism means gift-giving. And you know it's kind of funny. You know what I really miss? Businesses celebrating Christmas, not the bland, happy holidays, but the far deeper and more rewarding, Merry Christmas, ho, 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 from retail stores, auto mechanics, realtors, restaurants, department stores, wholesalers, everywhere. These little things are vital to celebrating Christmas and should be visible everywhere because it makes people happy in the spirit of Christ which is a much-needed counterbalance to today because we live in the age of anxiety and depression apart from Christ. Christmas needs to be a break. 
It used to be like a much-needed, much-deserved break from the drab routine and stress of existence and work. But today, I went to one of the big-box stores looking for some knickknacks. And years earlier, I would have felt good just getting out and about. But since COVID and since wide-open borders, and since the very real war against Christmas, that Merry Christmas zeitgeist just isn't there anymore. People act like they don't trust others so much as when America was far more united in those values that made our country great. The Christmas spirit is far, far more subdued today. Sure, we still see the Christmas lights, but something's missing, just like in that movie Elf. And this is where I start to feel just like Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown would be far more depressed today due to the increasing invisibility of Christmas as opposed to the commercialism of the 1960s when a Charlie Brown Christmas was made. And Lucy's psychiatric help wouldn't be five cents anymore. Now it would be 50,000 cents or $500. In fact, today, Charlie Brown wouldn't even be able to afford Lucy's pearls of wisdom. It's called psych inflation. America should maintain a kind of collective feel of innocence, tempered by wisdom that should never go away. That's the kind of country where people want to get married, settle down, and have babies. If we only witness violent, sex-soaked, and crooked entertainment, that does real damage to our souls, especially if it becomes a habit. Then it does incredible damage to our souls. It's like Solomon saying, all is vanity, meaning all life is lived in vain. That existential angst that he went through when he drifted away from God. He made pleasure his idol with his 700 wives and 300 concubines, and yet it did not produce in him joy, and it eventually made him miserable. And so America now is in a similar sad place as Solomon. A lot of people claim to be very sophisticated and worldly. Well, that isn't going to make you happy. Many Americans idolize pleasure, safety, and comfort. And when there is free unlimited porn for the viewing, Americans often fall for the same pleasure-seeking as Solomon. Happiness comes from innocence. The strongest innocent happiness comes from being in league with Christ. The perfect example is Bedford Falls versus Pottersville. Chasing money tends to corrupt the chaser, especially if it's easy money. The same is true for the movie Citizen Kane. It showed how success as an idol tends to destroy all it touches. Look no further than China and the deep state technocrat billionaire robber barons of today. By allowing a very dark and satanic religion like Islam to rape, bludgeon, and stone to death the once relatively sweet, wholesome, and hopeful innocence that used to be America, and has turned the angelic Bedford Falls into the demonic Pottersville, to allow that to happen without even putting up a fight is a shameful act of collective American cowardice. But just like inside the deep depths of Ebenezer Scrooge, or even George Bailey, that angel of deliverance is slumbering. But will it awaken in time? If it ever does, it must pick up its sword and hack to pieces it must pick up its sword and hack to pieces all the lies that kept Mr. Scrooge cold, angry, and distant from his fellow man. When Christian Christmas love melts our hearts and empowers our minds to fight the Holy Crusade in a direct, 
frontal attack against the woke, sick sociopaths who wish to cut the throat of Christmas innocence and goodwill towards all men, then and only then will we emerge completely victorious. Let's wrap up with the words of Tiny Tim. God bless us, everyone. And Merry Christmas. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe again. Like, share, and subscribe to this very unique podcast where we discuss important things that we guarantee you will not hear anywhere else. And do it now while it's fresh in your mind. We are being shadow banned by big tech, so please get the word out to everyone you know. Listen on Apple and Spotify or whatever is your favorite platform. You've been listening to No PC Allowed. I am Mac Iverson. We will meet again next week and every week.